So, hi there, family, fellow podcasters, first timers, or just new to us casters. Um, it is a blessing and it is a pleasure to uh, be here and to have you with us, to have you do life with us, to have you listening to what God has given us. I am Coach Janine. My name is Janine Armstrong. I um, am here alongside with Coach Sakura Baez and also Coach Corey Messer. And we are Motherhood Mess Unfiltered. This is where we take kingdom-minded leaders just like we are. We share and we learn from one another about the beauty that is found in the messiness of motherhood. As we present the perspective of living life Jesus's way, like he needs us to, to raise up the generation that will be, and is soon to be, the kingdom of God and of heaven and living life out on this earth. So just welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Again, I am Coach Janine and I am a visionary. And this is the way God made me, right? So I'm just kind of going to go into what we've been doing. So for the past few months, the, God has kind of given us a theme over each month, something to dwell on each month, something to think about, something to change, something to do, something to put our hands to work at, right? And so this month, God has kind of walked us into this thing. Last last month, the Lord gave us that war over the door, that awesome, powerful, that thing that God has given us to do, the war at that place, right? And so what happens when God walks you into that door? You come into this next thing, which God has kind of just laid in our lap, which is, uh, I, I kind of have just called it O&O. And it's open to opportunity. Every door that God walks us through, every single one of them is a, is an opportunity to do something and not just do something for ourselves, not just it to be a blessing for our family, but it is also an opportunity to move the tent pegs of the kingdom. It is also an opportunity to raise our kids in a way that lets them see that God is busy and he's working and he's doing exactly what he said he was going to do. So the suffering in the previous season or the previous 30 days or the previous 15 minutes <laughs> for some of us is is not for not it's a it's a thing where god gets us into a place where he can be just that that amazing person that he can be you know like it it gives us the ability to allow god to see how people loved us so he can love them the way he loves us right and so in all honesty as this kind of poured into my spirit i felt the lord telling me oh and oh oh and oh i was like i've heard that before where have i heard that before god and i i looked it up on cousin google and cousin google said that it's oh, owned and operated and as i was kind of just thinking about that the lord put all of it together he said and being open to an opportunity is owned and operated by you how willing are you to step out and be weird, right? Because God told me, he said, let's be unpredictable. And I'm like, oh, I, 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 uh, Jesus, I, I don't I don't know what that means. Does that mean I have to be weird? Because I, I don't like being weird and in people's face wearing 15 different colors and my hair all over my head and stuff like that. You know, that's what we assume is what weird looks like and sounds like, right? But in the kingdom, it's it's totally different, you know, and I'm going to give you an example of it. Saturday passed, September the 24th, I was called and invited four hours away from my home to a Ja Rule concert. <laughs> and if you know me, I like my daddy. I don't like being amongst, and let me just say it like this, the heathen enemy who is rampant and is always looking for an opportunity to cause distraction, destruction, and is always stealing from us. So I was like, nah, don't want to go. And the Lord told me, go. And I was like, what? 
And the Lord reminded me that he told me we're about to be unpredictable. Okay, Jesus. And then he told me as I was driving on my drive down there. So I called my friend. I said, I'm going to come down there. I didn't tell her why, because I was like, I don't know what the Lord is doing. I won't mess it up. Right. And so as I'm riding down there, the Lord is, the Lord tells me we're going to do something we've never done before. And I'm like, okay. And I'm, you know, the Lord is like filling it in for me like a puzzle. And so I get there and my flesh is very irritated because I'm where I don't want to be. I'm around people I don't want to be around and I obviously am not having a good time because the atmosphere for me is not what I like to be in. But nonetheless, Father, your will be done, right? And so I'm in this crowd and I'm standing five feet from the stage and I stood there for two hours because of, I guess, apparently most people who go to, who do shows, they show up late. (laughs) So, but when the man came out on stage, I saw the glory of the Lord on him. And I had never seen that before. And the Lord told me to pray for him right then and there. And so I'm in this crowd of people and I'm speaking in tongues. Nobody can hear me but the Lord because it's very, very loud. And as I, as I began to pray over him, the Lord said, I am thawing out my frozen chosen. And so I didn't understand what that meant, but I had to be in the place to be a part of what God was doing. I didn't have to take that opportunity. I could have stayed at home in my little happy place. You know, but I get out there and I'm doing this thing for God. And I'm like, Jesus, I don't know what you got planned for him, but I'm going to pray him into position. I don't care what the world says about him. If you find him worthy, I find him worthy. If you find him loved, I find him loved. If you needed me here, I will go into the dark places and do what you asked me to do. Because I want to see your people thrive. I want to see, I want that opportunity. I want to have that opportunity to do that more and more, right? I get home. And a few days have passed by. My daughter wakes up early in the morning. Mom, I've been sad all night. I've been crying all night because I dreamed you died. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, baby, I'm so sorry you had that sad dream. But, you know, I had to take the opportunity to teach her about intercession and why God speaks to us in the nighttime, why it is important to listen to God when he talks, why it is important for you to pray for me. Pray for me if God shows you something, you know what I'm saying? And so in, in all of that, what, I, what I'm finding out is that these opportunities, God gave me a taste. I'm intriguing you in this door. Come to this door of opportunity so you can witness, so you can pray, so you can sing, so you can have the vulnerability to be that, that person who goes into the deep place with God just just as long as you need to do that thing for him, right? And so when I came back home, the Lord spoke to me all the way home. He was just telling me, thank you for being, thank you for being the vessel. Thank you. Because there are not a lot of people who would get out and drive four hours for a concert that someone showed up two hours late for, so you could pray for them and then drive four hours right back home, right? And so I just, I, I, I thank God for that opportunity. It reminded me of Moses where God was intriguing him. He, Moses, and this is in Exodus chapter four. When God was telling him, I need you to go set my people free. I need you to go do this thing. God gave him everything he needed right there in front of him. Then he had, and, and I love this part of the Bible <laughs> where 
God takes Moses off to himself. And he was like, I'm going to show you some stuff, Moses. I'm going to show you what the power is. I'm going to show you how I work. I'm going to show you what I'm capable of. I'm going to show you that I got all power in my hand. And he says, put put the staff on the ground and it turns into a snake. And he says, grab it again and turn it back into a staff. And then he says, put your arm in your coat. And when he says, now pull it out. And his hand had leprosy. And he put it back in. And he said, pull it out again. And it was clean and as white as snow. And so at this moment, God is like intriguing him. I need you to step into this door because I've already given you the keys. You've already walked into it. You've already come to me. Now I need you to do this thing. Take that opportunity. Walk with me. Be that change that needs to happen, not just for you, for your family, for your school systems, for you, you know, all the things. And so I just wanted to say that at at the at the time where this kind of fell in our lap, it was right on time. I was like, thank you for Father God that I actually walked through the door of opportunity and I got to see you in a new way. I've never done anything like that before. I've never been to a concert like that. I've never been surrounded by so many people who just are lost. And I'm not, I'm not lost in the sense of don't know where they're going, but just lost in the sense of what beauty is and what love looks like, but living nonetheless, right? And so I'm like, okay, God, I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna walk through this door with you so I can show people who you are differently, right? Help me be weird. Help me be set apart. Help me be consecrated for it, right? So with 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 saying that, I'm gonna turn you over to Coach Sakira, who always brings the fire. And so Coach Sakira, I'm gonna let you take it away. All right. Well, thank you. This is Coach Sakira Baez and um, as I was listening to Janine and processing the opportunity to witness, I'm reminded of the story of Mary Magdalene and how um, she was going. She was actually hi- hiding out with the other disciples, right? And and but she would go after Jesus had died, and she would go and and she would bring the incense and the oils and things like that to his to his grave. And so she risked ridicule. She risked some things to be a witness at the death of Jesus Christ. But because she was willing to put those things at risk, she got to be a witness of one of the greatest miracles that the world had ever seen. And that was Jesus appeared to her first. He appeared to her first and he made her a witness, the official witness of his resurrection the first witness of his resurrection. And in that moment, he said, you go tell the men. <laughs> he he appeared to a woman first and said, commissioned her. You go tell the others. Because you have taken care of me even in my death. You have been a witness to my death. You shall be the first witness to my life. Being resurrected, being redeemed. This miraculous moment. And so... I just can't help but shake that that when you're called to the witness of opportunity, had she foregone that, had she stayed hidden, had she stayed isolated, would she have been called to witness and then commissioned to tell the men, right? And so it's this beautiful redemptive story of Mary Magdalene. And so, and then here's another story um, the Lord was had led me to even before he reminded me of that as I was listening to Coach Janine is found in Acts chapter 17 verses 22 through 23. And it says, and Paul then stood up in the meeting of the, I'm probably saying this wrong, but uh, Paragus 
and said, People of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing that you worship, and this is what I am going to proclaim to you. So just like Paul in Athens, he was a witness, and he took the opportunity to call out the one thing that he saw. And I believe we're being called into a season of evangelism. And so if you don't know what that is, that's a, that's a, that's a time to catch, to get out of the religious Christianese talk and to get back into the basics and, and make it more simple. Make your walk more simple because the enemy tries to get you into all this religious monotony of doing things a certain way. And it's like, well, you just step out outside of the box to where you're Faith is like a child. But the, with Paul, the, he took this incredible opportunity um, to, to take something so basic that they, th- that they were so used to, to spread the word of God, to shift their belief systems. And he was, the, what he did that we can also do is be active listeners to people's beliefs and their experiences and their feelings and find entry points to share the gospel. Um, one of the other things that came to mind was Matthew 5, 16. It says, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. I don't know about you, but I have, I have been feeling some kind of way. And at the same time, the Lord's like, if you will just let your actions speak louder than your words, let that be the witness to them. Because you can talk and talk and talk and say things and, and, and all of the things, but in the, in the end, your word, your actions should speak louder than your words. So when we serve others, when we show kindness, when we engage in good deeds, we are not only doing good, but we are also drawing people to the love of God. So it's like being a living, breathable parable, breathing parable. And then we have John 9:25, and it says, He replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. See, everyone loves a good story, especially a real one. But the man born blind didn't need to be a theologian to witness. The woman at the well in Canaan did not need to be a theologian to be a witness. They simply shared their experiences. So our personal encounters with Christ can be some of the most compelling testimonies that draw people to seek him. So take a moment, draw, just draw down your personal testimony and focus on the transformative power of Jesus in your life and be willing to share that. Because people might be able to argue scripture. They might be able to tell you you're doing this wrong or you're doing this right and have some kind of feeling about about your healing journey. But in the end, they cannot argue your testimony. They cannot argue what God has done. They cannot argue with the transformative power of Jesus Christ in your life. Amen? Amen. And with that, I'm going to kick it off to Corey. Hello, hello, lovely unfiltered mamas. 
so exciting. You hear this just about every week, but our God is consistent. That is part of his character. And so he continually reminds me to remind you on here every single week that uh, and nothing goes to waste in God's kingdom. And God knows what is going to happen before it happens. And he has really prepared us right for this Esther moment for such a time as this. And I say all that to say, As you may or may not know, you might be a first-time listener or a repeat listener, but we don't get together and map out talking points (laughs) before we come on here. Um, Right now, God has called us to literally have a a theme that we're going to talk about and then to come on and share. And so I just love the way that God has brought everything together, even down to the order by which he's having us share on here. And so that theme today is open to opportunity. And for me specifically, God was saying open to opportunity to witness. And so for those of you that don't know me, hello, my name is Coach Corey. I am um, uh, mama, and that is what I do a lot with my work is speaking into mamas as an encouraging activator. That is what God has called me to do and how to show up. And so as I do that more boldly, you may have noticed that Janine was really speaking about the marketplace, right? God had called her into this situation, maybe stepping outside her comfortability and her flesh um, and, and showing up in that place, regardless of how other people may have judged the why behind the what, right? The why behind behind why she was attending that event, but she knew that God was calling her to disrupt that place, to shift that atmosphere, to intercede over that gentleman. And so she touched on the marketplace and Sakira was really speaking about ministry, right? When I was thinking about that, I was thinking of it in this ministry opportunity and ministry in the regard of when I think of Messiah. And so for me, I'm like, okay, Lord, I see you. Um, I both want to encourage you as a mom but I also want to activate you. And so both of the the coaches before spoke on this as well to a degree, but I just want to give you some single, some simple language to um, that you can reflect upon as you are encountering these opportunities to be open, to engage and to witness. And so that is this, uh, I believe it was coach Sakira who was talking about, you know, it's no longer time to be just like hiding in, in the back, Corner. It's no longer time to be incognito is the word that I heard. And I heard that we are shifting from incognito to engage, right? And so a lot of times when you're doing something incognito and there are seasons for this, but you, it is a season of stepping out into opportunities where you're not seen, you are in cognito. So just imagine the vehicle, the vessel, which is you, right? Going into the dark areas, going into the fringes of the world to encounter darkness with the light that you bring. But you um, you turn off your headlights, right? If you're a vehicle, you turn off your headlights. And then when you show up there, you have impact, right? And so I really feel like God is calling us out of this season of being incognito. And he's wanting us to really be engaged. And people see you in certain capacities when you're engaged. Another way to think of this is from sideline to spotlight. So we're not in the spotlight to amplify our name, but to glorify God in a grander way, in a bigger stage. Can you imagine? And I am in expectation. Can you imagine because of the shift that Coach Coach Janine created when she went to that event? Can you imagine how grand an impact is going to happen for the kingdom of God when that gentleman turns to Jesus and begins to use that platform to be prophesying and speaking out the things of the Lord. Uh, Thank you in advance, Lord. (laughs) And so when we go back to this open to opportunity to witness, it's this whole idea 
as a mom in ministry and or marketplace, that we are going out from being sort of undetected to now being known and recognized for the Christ within us, right? So that people see that. Um, I volunteer at a after school program for the kids and it's non-denominational. It's all about relationship with Jesus. And one of the questions that we ask them is if somebody doesn't know Jesus, how are they going to experience Jesus by the way that you show up, right? And these are young children. So they're saying things like love and, and being respectful. And so I want to ask you that, Mama. How are you showing up? And it's time to shift from all the niceties and shift to sharing the wisdom. Because here's the thing. When you are open to offensive opportunity, this is the second part I, I saw. I was like, oh, Jesus, you're going to ruffle some feathers. Uh, but right, a bird's feathers have to be ruffled up and expanded before they take flight. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that download. So write that down. But be open to offensive opportunity. And what I mean by this is the kingdom of darkness is offended by the kingdom of light. And so the just is going to offend the unjust. If you are engaging in an opportunity with someone who is doing something unjust and you are bring, bringing uh, a just perspective, right? Righteousness, things of the Lord, that is going to offend the unjust. The holy offends the unholy. So if you show up in an atmosphere and there's an opportunity for you to encounter people that are engaging with unholy principalities and such, that holiness of Jesus within you is going to offend them, Right? Christ offends the counterfeit is another way to think of it. Christ totally offends the counterfeit. And so who is the counterfeit? It is the devil himself and the kingdom of darkness. And so as you, again, I want to reiterate, as you are open to opportunity to witness in the marketplace, in ministry, and your motherhood, we're going to shift from being undetected right? That sideline going into the spotlight being seen so that we can give God glory. And the way that we give God glory is not by hiding away from people who are offended by the just, holy Christ-likeness within us, but it is that we show up in those areas and we bring that into that atmosphere. And so a lot of times I just want to spend a few moments on this word offensive because I don't know about you, but I know for me, I used to think of that word as in a negative context, in a, uh, and just a negative, had a negative connotation to it. But I want to rewrite that for you because here's the thing. When we shift from looking at things through an earthly perspective and we look at it through an eternal perspective, right? That of the kingdom of God from a heavenly standpoint, um, we see things very differently. So same word offensive. The definition says causing someone to feel deeply hurt, upset, or angry. And you might think, oh my, that doesn't sound, you know, holy at all. But I would counter that and say that if you cause someone to feel a bit upset, right? We want to upset. We want to uproot unholy thoughts, behaviors, and actions, right? And so when you engage in an offensive opportunity, when you are coming from a place of love and holiness and justness and Christ-centered heart posture, that is going to be offensive to someone because why? It's going to upset the kingdom of darkness. And we want to stir up all the un 
holy sediment at the bottom of people's hearts so we can detox them from that, filter that out when we partner with Holy Spirit so that they can walk in holiness and righteousness and we can expand the kingdom of God and welcome them in. And so this is where the testimony that uh, Secure was speaking about comes into full effect. When we show up in these places, when we engage with people, when we accept opportunity that God has set before us to witness, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony. Mama, I encourage you testify. And as a mom, if you're not sure where to go that, go with that. You're like, well, I'm not really in the marketplace or, you know, I don't run a full-time ministry. You don't have to do any of that or you can do all of that. But your first ministry is your home ministry. I'm going to say that again. Your first ministry is your home ministry. So, you know, sometimes you'll see people in leadership positions and they're out and they're they're speaking all these things, but their behaviors are very indicative of some different stuff happening at home. And so if you see that, to Coach Janine's point, it is an opportunity to intercede, right? But it is also an opportunity to identify I don't want to be operating in sort of a bipolar existence. I want to go to God and I want to have unified thinking. I want my thinking to be aligned with my behaviors that are all pointing back to Christ. And so your first ministry is your home ministry. And so often I see mamas feeling like I'm less than because I'm, quote, just a mom, end quote. And I want to remind you that the most powerful, influential, potent, impactful work that you are doing is in your home. And mom, if you're not, I both want to encourage you, but activate you. Let this be an activation that you partner with, that you start showing up at your home base fully with excellence, because that is going to overflow onto your kids. You are going to shift the next generation. And then it's not just about you doing the work, but it's about them also. And this is where we really get to see what is a, um, a principle of the kingdom of God exemplified. And that is multiplication. Our God is a God of multiplication, not addition. And so we want to multiply by being good stewards of what we have in our life, thus producing good fruit that draws other people in so you can engage with them in opportunity to witness by sharing your testimony. So I just pray that this absolutely blesses you. And with that, I'm going to shoot it right back over to Coach Janine to wrap us up. Thank you, God. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Coach Sakira. Thank you, Coach Corey. I, I don't know about you guys, but every time you guys Every time you guys talk, God opens up a whole new understanding of what I am always dealing with, right? And so when Coach Secure was talking, what does the open opportunity look like? What does that witnessing opportunity look like? However you witness, however you go into your thing, however God has walked you through that door, right? It does. It looks risky. It looks scary. It feels uncomfortable. It might seem a little crazy, but kingdom opportunity always is, right? Because we are directly against the, the kingdom of darkness. And so as you begin to shine your light, yes, it feels scary at first because, oh no, I'm in this dark place. And as soon as I shine my light, everybody's going to see me, <laughs> right? And so it's like, oh crap. And then all of a sudden, as your light begins to expound, all of a sudden it's more beautiful and more beautiful. I also love the fact that you talked about Paul. Paul was one of the greatest witnesses and he even showed up and he says, I am a witness. I am, I'm showing up in chains. I'm a, I'm a, I'm under the power of Jesus Christ. There's nothing I can do about it. I am a, what was the word Paul used? 
um, it was a very specific word he used. But anywho, what it meant was that he was under the father of God. He was showing up to, with the opportunity to talk to kings and kingdoms. And he was still in his chains, yet nonetheless doing the work of God, going in boats. And the father of God is talking to him the whole time. People discounted him because of his past. But what happened is he ended up writing a great deal of, of biblical writing in the Bible because of he took the opportunity to go there with God, right? And so and that's that a lot of when God gets on us like this and he begins to show us opportunity, this is what he's doing. He's carrying us like Paul. He's carrying us in chains. This is what we're gonna do. I got your chain to me. We yoke together. I'm gonna carry it away. You're gonna be the you're gonna be the vessel, right? And and when Coach Corey began to say <laughs> I love it, incognito to engaged. I almost jumped out of my seat. <laughs> Because all of a sudden, and and she said it just like this: no more hiding. And what happens when all of a sudden you're 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 among them until all of a sudden you look like them and then you don't? Oh wait a minute, we didn't even know you were here with us. Nope, you sure didn't. I'm a secret weapon, <laughs> right? And so all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, God, you 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 made me for this. You gave me the ability to blend in with my surroundings. But nonetheless, Matthew eleven eight says exactly what Corey said from, and Jesus said this from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom suffering, the kingdom suffered violence and the violent taketh it by force. Ha! Let me tell you, I was violent up in that place. I was in there calling heaven down to earth and surrounding that young man. And the thing about it is, is I didn't just get to pray for him. I got to pray for his entourage. I got to play, pray for his listeners. I got to pray for the platform that God is getting ready to give him. I, I'm praying for all the things because this was the opportunity God gave me because this is who I am. This is where my realm of authority and dominion and it's in the realm of prayer it's in praying a person into position and making sure that that all their needs are met and praying you know what i'm saying so here i am doing exactly what these two ladies are saying that i'm i'm being risky i'm being scary i'm being uncomfortable and i'm being a little bit out of box i'm being a little scary and and i'm fitting in with everybody else until all of a sudden i don't and it's like, okay, Jesus, I got you. We out here taking the kingdom by force. And so with that being said, we just want to bless you today. We thank you for everything you have done for us, God. We thank you for our listeners. We thank you for those who are in in and doing life with us. And I just want to say, may God bless you. May God um, make his face to shine upon you. May God keep you in and with his perfect peace. And until next time, my beloveds, may God bless you and may God be with you. Until next time.